Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. That looks gorgeous. All right, please be seated. Hold your flowers down so we can see your tits. Flowers down, tits out. Yeah. We're all here today to celebrate the undeniable love. Hello and welcome to Everything Iconic. I'm Danny Pellegrino. It's Vanderpump Rules Day here on Everything Iconic. I'm so excited that the Jackson Britney wedding is finally over. I've been waiting a lifetime for a moment like this, and it feels good. I feel so relieved. Uh, I needed it. Yeah, we needed a win. We needed a win. We needed this wedding to be over. These are trying times. And uh, we need something to look forward to. That mid-season trailer looked fantastic. I'm just, I'm excited about what's to come on Vanderpump Rules. Not necessarily in the state of the world, but I'm excited what's to come on Vanderpump Rules. Especially because these last couple of weeks with this whole quarantine situation, I think it's been very troubling to see the reaction of our people on Vanderpump Rules. We've been getting very mixed, mixed messaging from our Vanderpump Rules cast members. I don't know if you guys saw Lala had posted a video on her Instagram stories or somewhere where she said she might get Corona and use it for publicity or something. It was very tough to see. It was very tough to see. And I don't think she... I think she doubled down on it and did not apologize. Sheena also had a very troubling response, but she did apologize. She said she was going to go out into the world and she wasn't interested in in quarantining or anything like that. And then she did uh, go back and apologize. And then, not only that, but then she released her enchilada recipe, which I haven't watched the video, but apparently she went live last night and shared with us her enchilada recipe, which I've been calling for for weeks now. And I don't know if you guys know this, but I actually got into some hot water with Sheena um, and her enchilada recipe recently. I told some of the people at the live shows this, but a few weeks back, Sheena had talked about the enchiladas on Vanderpump Rules. And so I took to Twitter and I said, you know, Sheena, can you release the enchilada recipe? This was in late February. And I don't follow Sheena on social media, although I do love her and I'm rooting for her. She, she, I had asked her to release the enchilada recipe. And then I was out to dinner with Matt, and I started to get all these text alerts and all these alerts on my phone. People were DMing me. I was getting a lot of angry DMs. People were tweeting at me, like, how dare you, Danny? How dare you ask for the enchilada recipe right now? And I didn't know what everyone was talking about. I was so confused. I'm like, what is everyone yelling at me for on on the DMs? So they said, take it that down. Don't ask. How dare you right now ask for the enchilada recipe? And then I hop on my phone, I go onto Twitter, and I realize that uh, Sheena was dealing with a missing relative at the time. I didn't know. I didn't know. I told you guys, I don't follow her on social media. And so I was getting messages because people were angry that I was asking for the enchiladas during this trying time in the Sheena Shea family. Apparently, a relative had gone missing. And then so when I finally clicked on her profile, I saw all these... Uh, all these tweets about her missing relative. I believe the relative has been found. I'd like to issue an apology. I'd like to issue... I didn't know. How was I to know? I can't keep track of every Bravo celebrity who's got a relative that goes missing. I just can't do it. I can't do it. I didn't know. 
So my apologies. If I would have known the relative was missing, would I have demanded an enchilada recipe? No, I certainly would not have. But I just wanted the recipe. So fortunately, we don't have to worry about that anymore. She has released the recipe into the wild uh, in the time that we need it the most. Uh, my apologies to Shishi. Of course, I don't think she was mad at me. I, I didn't hear from her about it, but I did hear from a lot of you, said Danny immediately. Take it down. And I said, I didn't know. I just wanted the enchilada recipe. <laughs> so anyway, that's a, a little enchilada detour for you. The only one who's been having a great response since the beginning about this whole quarantine situation is our dear Raquel. Raquel has taken to social media and she said, everyone needs to get into their own house and stay inside. And I appreciate it. I thought Raquel, Queen Icon Legend Raquel, is the only one who's got an appropriate response to this uh, situation that we're all dealing with. So I'd like to thank you, Raquel, who... Everyone needs to get into quarantine now. <laughs> I love her. I, I can't do a good Raquel impression. That's my Raquel impression. It's not, it's not great. But uh, she has had an appropriate response from the beginning, and now I will look to her uh, for any time that we're in trouble as a nation or as a person individually. I will look to Raquel, and I'll say, Raquel, what do I do? And she'll say, you need to get into quarantine. <laughs> I love her. I love her. Uh, anyway, you guys, before we get into this week's episode of Vanderpump Rules, I want to say that I'm hopeful that we can all take our minds off of this for an hour. Uh, I'm not trying to be inappropriate or anything like that. I'm just trying to provide some laughs to you guys because I think we're all feeling anxious. So if I uh, say something wrong, or I, I hope you won't get offended if uh, we're not talking about all the world events or anything that's going on. I'm not trying to be inappropriate. I'm just simply trying to take everyone's mind off things, including my own. So uh, that's my little disclaimer. I also want to say that I'm working on a very special episode of the podcast. I took to social media and I said on my Instagram stories and on Twitter, I said, if any of the Bravo celebrities want to call into the show, we'd love to hear from them. I said, I'll interview any of you over the phone. And I got a great response. A lot of Bravo celebrities are calling into the show. So I'll have a special episode with interviews from all sorts of wonderful Bravo celebrities. I got Dorinda Medley on the phone. I mean, we got some good people. So I'll release that soon. I got, I'm going to have to edit it and put it together and everything. But I'm so grateful that so many Bravo celebrities in this time of crisis we're willing to call in and just chat about the nonsense that we need chatting about. You know, I had to just talk about the upcoming seasons. I had to talk about the filming, all of it. So I'm so excited. You'll hear chats with lots of wonderful people uh, and it'll be very soon. And hopefully that'll also help take your mind off things. I'm doing what I can. Also, I need to just take my mind off everything. Um, okay, so let's talk about this wedding, you guys. It was a supersized episode, and we open with some very dramatic music. It was a very dramatic ballad. Uh, the words, I tried to write them down as fast as I can. It was a very gross song, but the words were, for a moment, I believe, and I hold on to the feeling, and I can't seem to breathe. Is it real, or am I dreaming? Now, that might sound like slam poetry, but it was actually a ballad that was playing on Vanderpump Rules, and it was very troubling right off the bat, because... It feels to me like they're showing this wedding as if it's the royal wedding, and it's not. I would like to remind us all that despite the way the show was edited and the background music, this is not a royal wedding that we're watching. This is Jackson. Brittany Jacks infamously had sex with another woman while he was with Brittany and next to an old lady. Uh, it was basically a nursing home situation. There was an old lady in the bed. And this just happened one or two seasons ago. So again, I'm very happy that they moved on. I think it's okay to move on. And I'm proud of Brittany for forgiving this man, uh, despite what he did. And 
I would just like to remind us, though, that when you're watching this back, if you end up watching it again, or if you haven't watched it yet, and you're seeing this very dramatic ballad that would lead you to believe that we're in for like a very romantic royal weddings type situation, I'd just like to remind you of the the facts. And again, very happy for those two that they made it through the wedding. Uh, although in the mid-season trailer, it appears that the old Jax is back and Jason is gone, but... Yeah, the edit, it felt, didn't it feel like we were getting, getting a lot of slow motion shots? And Brittany says in her confessional, I've been always dreamed of the perfect wedding since I was a little girl. And it was just, I, I didn't love watching it. I didn't love watching it. I know some of you might love the weddings, but this was just not great for me to watch. Although I did love Mitchell. I did love Mitchell. I, right off the bat, we saw Katie, uh, Maloney run up to Mitchell and she said, look, Brittany does not want to see Jax, obviously, before the wedding. And I thought to myself, you know what? I don't want to see Jax either, before the wedding or after it. I would like I would like Mitchell to take him off. I would like Mitchell, the wedding planner, to replace Jax. I would love it. Because then we'd still get Brittany. I would like uh, Mitchell to just appear in scenes with Britt. And I think that's a good compromise. I think that's a great pomp- compromise. Uh, then Lance Bass shows up. <sighs> uh, then... Let's see, we cut to Mama and Sherry. They showed up at her in makeup. Uh, Lala did Mama's makeup. I was very excited to see Mama. You know, I love Mama. I was hoping to get another Sheena Mama moment, like we got in the finale last season when Sheena was crying into the arms of Mama with some essential oils. I was hopeful that we'd get, my, uh, get another one of those. We didn't, although we did get Mama taking off the shoes and socks and just kicking her feet up at the end of this wedding. I mean, seeing Mama's barefoot on a dance floor was a sight for my eyes that I liked. I liked it. I felt good when I saw Mama kick those shoes off and on the dance floor. Uh, it was a joy to vive that uh, I hope to have at Mama's age. And I hope she was dancing the night away to NSYNC. Which, by the way, were we not able to get one cleared NSYNC song for this wedding? Were, were the producers, did we not have in the budget to clear one NSYNC song? You know they played a lot of NSYNC songs at that wedding. So couldn't we have put some of the budget of Vanderpump Rules into clearing one of those songs so we could have aired it? I mean, come on. Come on. And couldn't Lance have gotten us a deal? Doesn't he have an in with the NSYNC catalog that we could have gotten a deal on any of the NSYNC songs? It didn't even have to be one of the big hits. It could have been a God Must Have Spent a Little More Time on You, or it could have been one of the ballads. It didn't have to be a Bye Bye Bye. It didn't have to be a Tearing Up My Heart. It could have been, I would have been happy with a Christmas song. I would have been happy if they played Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays in the middle of this fucking wedding, because I felt like we needed an NSYNC song. We had Lance Bass there, but we couldn't even get one of the songs to play. Not only that, but we had this whole storyline about how the Shania Twain, You're Still the One, was going to be the wedding song that they, I don't know, walk down the aisle or dance to or whatever the fuck it was. And we couldn't even clear that song. I'm sorry, but maybe we need to get rid of some of these cast members so we could pay to clear one song. Well, the only song we got in this episode was that fucking ballad at the beginning that was sung by Lord knows who. I don't know who was in the booth singing that song. It was probably, I don't know, an editor or someone who was singing that ballad at the beginning of this fucking episode. But I would have liked it if we could have put some of that budget, maybe some of the money that went to hiring all these new people that I can't keep track of. And instead of paying them, we could have cleared one of these songs. And it would have added to the production value of this episode. Would have even loved if they would have just paid for one of the Vanderpump Kids songs. Would have loved to hear Good as Gold. I'm sure they played Good as Gold at that wedding. So maybe we should have played that. Or one of the, the song that James does with Ariana, where she does the robot voice. Ah, 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 ah. 
Remember that one? Let's put that on. Or Get Loose. I love Get Loose by James DJ James Kennedy. I would have liked to hear one of these songs. Not this transitional music. I felt like this was supposed to be a special event, so we should have heard a good song. Speaking of Ariana, though, she did A, look amazing with those extensions. I love the extensions. I love her short hair, but I love seeing the extensions. And B, she had the line of the night with that at the wedding where she told Sheena to move the flowers so people could see her tits. <laughs> oh, it gave me a good laugh. I watched it 10 times back. It was my favorite line of the whole night. I said, uh, lower the flowers so people could see your tits. <laughs> tits out for the boys, Sheena. That's what she basically said. And it was a beautiful moment. It was a beautiful moment. And also, it was like an authentic moment because it felt like she didn't know the cameras were on her. She was just whispering to her friend, like, hey, we need to show the tits. We need to show the... <laughs> Excuse my language. But that's what she said. That's a direct quote. Uh, so anyway, yeah, would I have loved to hear some good music? I, I sure would have. I sure would have. So then we get the scene between Kristen and Sheena, who are talking about Carter. Carter shows up in the parking lot, mic'd. And then he like walks over to Sheena and Kristen. And Kristen clutches Carter so awkwardly. I've never seen anything like it. She clutches him. And our poor Shishi's just sitting in the scene like, um, okay, like, what am I supposed to do now? And then she finally says, like, I'm going to go get my braids. <laughs> she sort of, like, saunters off while no one pays any attention to her. It was such a sad scene. While Kristen is just, like, clenched into Carter's backside. I mean, it was like she, she kind of had, like, a claw hand or something that she was grabbing him with. I thought, like, have you never used your hands before, Kristen? I don't. <laughs> I know her Kristen is a little bit gangly, and she always says she's clumsy and gangly. But something about the way her hand was was moving. The handwork in this scene that she was clutching Carter with was just shocking to my eyes. I didn't know what was happening. I thought, did you never use your hands before? I, are you new to fingers? <laughs> are you new to fingers, Kristen? Uh, she reminded me of that sketch. I don't know if you guys ever saw that. That salad fingers sketch. It was from the early days of YouTube. And I don't know why. I was thinking of salad fingers while Kristen was clutching Carter, but it was so awkward. So, so awkward. So then we cut to Tom Sandoval and Jax, and Tom is helping Jax get ready, and Ariana calls Tom right away, and she's like, some of the bridesmaids need some tampons. And Tom Sandoval, Thomas, was ready with some tampons. (laughs) Thank God. Thomas is the kind of best man I would want in my wedding. I mean, he's really like doing the most, but in the best way. He has, uh, he's prepared for everything. He's got the tampons for the girls. He's got drinks for everyone. He's got umbrellas for people in the sun. I mean, truly, truly, I've never seen someone so selfless at a wedding. He is just prepared with anything. He's prepared with anything, and I appreciate it. So um, then we cut to Randall and Bo are in bed. Randall's forgotten about the wedding. He's at the castle. He's at the Kentucky castle. And he seems to have forgotten that this whole thing is happening. He's just asleep next to Bo. Bo, who I'm really loving, you guys. I'm really loving him. And you know, sometimes I'm hard on Bo, but the past couple episodes, I'm sorry, I've turned a corner. I apologize to those of you who do not like Bo, but I'm loving him the past two episodes. Loving him. Anyway, Randall's asleep next to Bo. Not sure what he's there for. Um, but then, um, while they're talking, uh, Bo is giving Randall movie making advice. And we know Bo used to be in casting and he's saying, look, Randall, uh, I like Bruce Willis in anything. And so, uh, right off the bat, I'm thinking, okay, our next few movies from Randall, they're going to star Bruce Willis. It's just is what it is. I wish that Bo would have told Randall that he loves, I don't know, Jessica Lang, Bonnie Hunt, Holly Hunter, Helen Hunt, a Hunt. I would have loved to see Bo uh, 
tell Randall that he loves any movie with one of the ladies. You know, I think there's a lot of women, particularly women over 40, over 50, over 60, that could use work that I would like to see on screen. So I wish Bo would have been telling Randall, hey, uh, maybe you could put Mary Steenburgen in some movies. Instead, he was talking about Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis is getting enough work, Bo. I know you like to see him on screen, but let's advocate for one of the gals. Let's get one of the gals. Let's get Alfre Woodard on screen. Wouldn't have been great. I would have loved Bo even more if he was sitting next to Randall, this big-time producer. And he would have said, hey, Randall, you know who I love on screen? Alfre Woodard. That's what I would have liked to hear. I would have loved to hear it. Unfortunately, it seems like it's not going to happen. Um, he could have even said, we, could, uh, we need a new First Wives Club. Maybe Randall produced that. Or I don't know. I don't know. Would have liked to see it. But anyway, then Lala runs in and she's like, look, you need to get the fuck up. Like, what are you doing? Everyone's dressed. Like, we've all started the wedding. How did you forget why you're here? And then Randall gets up real quick and he has Bo help him put on the tie. He doesn't do his hair. I saw his hair later in the episode and Randall did not get rid of that bedhead. He literally just got out of that bed. Didn't even put, I don't think, any water or a comb through that head of hair. Uh, and just went went at it. I am really liking Randall, though, you guys. I am. I didn't expect it. During all that Fofty drama, I was really thinking that uh, Randall was going to be the worst. And then here I am, I'm kind of liking him. I'm kind of liking him. So then we do have this wonderful scene between Lance and LVP. Lance Bass and LVP, where LVP does a, a Britney impression, and then she does a Jackson impression. And I thought, give her the Emmy. I have never liked LVP more than when she was doing that American accent. She was doing the Kentucky accent, and then she was doing Jax's accent. Ah, I lived. I lived. I forgot all about the coronavirus for moments. And it was a wonderful thing. She just was saying, I can't wait to get married. You know, the Britney. I'm getting married. I can't wait to get married. at This is my dream wedding. I'm so excited. I've dreamed about this since I was a little girl. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. See, LVP do that. Give her the Emmy. And then she said, Jax. Oh, I loved it. So then we cut to the wedding, which was a real who's who of people who've been asked to be on Dancing with the Stars. It was Larry Burkhead was there. Lance Bass was there. We had Shep from Southern Charm. I mean, it was the real who's who of people that I don't care to see on TV. <laughs> a who's who of people that America is asked to not see on TV. We're all at this wedding. I mean, no offense. <laughs> No offense to them, I feel bad. That's mean. But you know what? I don't need to see Shep on TV. Seeing Shep on a separate show is not something I'm interested in. I wasn't interested when Bravo gave him that spinoff where he was dating people. And I'm not interested now in him infiltrating my Vanderpump rules. It's too far. It's too much. Taylor Armstrong enough. I don't need to see it. Shep, I, he's probably the Bravo, Bravo liberty that I dislike the most. And look, there's a lot of people to choose from. But Shep is not one that I'm interested in seeing on multiple programs. They could have had anyone else. Why didn't Jackson Brittany invite, invite Patricia or anyone else? My Craggy from Southern Charm. If they had to pick someone from the South, let's bring in one of the people that we like. Cameron would have liked to see uh, Madison. Madison, Madison. I would have been fine if they invited Madison and Austin. But Shep, out of all the people in Southern Charm, Shep, I'd have liked it even if they invited that girl with the spiky hair from season one. What was her name? No one quite remembers, but it would have been great to see her show up. Instead, I got to look at Shep, and they even gave him a scene later in the reception where I had to hear him talk. Ugh, my ears, my ears. Anyway, uh, aside from that upsettingness, we did um, we did see Jax before he came out. He said he was pissed that his mom didn't text, and 
Look, I'm just upset about Jax. I wish he had his mom there because I feel like he's going to regret it. And I do understand a little bit where Jax is coming from. I know he's upset because the mom didn't tell him the dad was sick. And I think I get where he's coming from, right? But here's where I differ. I think that I would take from that situation realizing that life is precious. And even though my mom did this horrible thing, maybe she was trying to do it for her the dad because it was his wishes or something. And so I would think, you know what? I need to make up with my mother because life is precious. But Jax comes out of it the other side and he just says, I'm, you know, my mom's not there. And then he's mad she didn't text, which tells me that he wants her there. He would have wanted her there. Anyway, we go on with the wedding. It's 96 degrees outdoors, which I don't like an outdoor wedding when it's hot. I'm a sweater. Like Bo said, he said he's got swamp ass and Tom Sandoval had to run around with umbrellas like he was, uh, I don't know, in the uh, intro opening to the Friends show, which you guys, there were so much Friends references at this wedding, which was woo, a lot. But uh, Sandoval looked like he was in the opening credits of that Friends show with those umbrellas. You know how they play with the umbrellas? Tom Sandoval was running around showering or, or covering everyone up with an umbrella. Fucking Rihanna in the early aughts. He had the umbrellas, but it was so hot, and I don't like an outdoor wedding in general. I just don't like it. I want to be air conditioned at all times. And they had to be outside in the 96 degree wedding or uh, no, weather. It was a lot. So, backstage or <laughs> backstage or in the room before the wedding where Jax is getting ready, Mitchell, our dear Mitchell, the wedding planner, he comes in, he's like, he claps at Jax. He goes, let's go. <laughs> Let's go! The one moment we got out of Mitchell today where he was mic'd, he just goes, Let's go! And he clapped. <laughs> he clapped at Jax. He was definitely on the brim. Mitchell was right on the brim with Brittany. And I love him. I want him to get a spinoff. Let's go! <laughs> oh, oh my God, Mitchell. He was just ready to get the party started. You know, wedding planner, I, have, uh, I don't envy them on a wedding day because... There's one thing I've learned from watching reality TV. It's that these wedding planners, the day of the wedding, they are losing it. Let's go! (laughs) Oh, that's neither here nor there. The point is, Mitchell got Jax down that aisle. uh, And look, I gotta say this, you guys. I'm disgusted with what I'm about to say, but Jax did look very handsome at this wedding. It is what it is. I'm not proud of it, but it is. Jax looked more handsome than he's looked in a very long time at this wedding. His hair looked great. He looked... Uh, like he was just glowing. Uh, he did look good. He did look good. Um, and Brittany too. You guys, Brittany's hair and makeup looked fantastic. I just thought Brittany looked amazing. I really do. I loved her dress. It wasn't a crop top dress the way that Sheena's was, but it was a beautiful wedding dress. And she just looked stunning. I thought they both looked gorgeous. I'm not saying that I love them. I'm just saying I think they looked stunning. Stunning. Um, okay, so it was weird to me, though, like, while she was walking on the aisle, again, dramatic music, piano, ballad, shots that were slow motion. Again, reminder that he did fuck another woman when an old lady was in the bed. Just want to remind you guys that important that we remember the whole faith saga, and I don't want us to all be bamboozled. Because look at me, even. I'm sitting here talking about this wedding, and I'm telling you guys how beautiful they looked and how romantic it is. Even I'm falling for it as we're recapping this. And I just have to remember that this is where we've come from. And again, I think people can change. I think people can move on from uh, cheating and infidelity. And I think it's it's wonderful when people can forgive 
Like the like we had to forgive Sheena when she was telling people to go out into the wild during quarantine. You know, it's important for us to forgive, especially when they apologize. But I just feel like we need to remember this because otherwise we can be bamboozled. So Brittany walks down the aisle. This is that moment where Ariana says about holding the flowers down for your tits. <laughs> and Sheena just so casually responded with like, okay, flowers down, tits out. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. Then we cut to this ceremony where uh, Brittany gives her vows. And let me just read, I wrote down part of her vows. This isn't the whole thing, but this is part of Brittany's vows. Jason, I have been, a- Jason, wait, should I do it in the Brittany accent? I have been absolutely crazy about you. You're my whole world. You make me feel whole. We love the same things like Hooters and Friends. I love you so much. You're my lobster. Okay, so I wrote that down. And then I wrote next to it, uh, maybe we deserve to be infected with the coronavirus. And look, (laughs) am I kidding about that? Yes, you guys, I am. But at the moment when I was hearing those vows, and I heard Hooters referenced, and I heard the show Friends referenced, I know we all lean into our bits. We all do it. I do it on this program. Stassi's been doing it the whole season with her bits with Game of Thrones and Ranch Dressing. And it seems like they lean into the bits about friends. They love friends. And I do too. I love it. Who among us? I know sometimes people lately like to hate on friends, but who among us doesn't like to watch it? I think it's a good show. But they really lean into this friends bit. And and I didn't realize that they were going to be leaning so far into Hooters for this very romantic wedding at a castle. They really lean into the Hooters motif. And I thought when I heard Brittany say that uh, we love the same things like Hooters and friends. First of all, uh, no one seemed to be shocked by this at the wedding. Like no one in the wedding party, you know how they do the cutaways to like the bride's family and stuff throughout the reception. Like no one seemed to look twice at the fact that Brittany was referencing Hooters in her vows. Uh, I was the only one. I was thinking, like, why is no one even, uh, why aren't we getting any weird reaction shots from Brittany referencing Hooters and her vows? And it seemed to me that, like, we get bigger reactions from Brittany's family. Like, when we mentioned things like, remember when Jack's, like, it was refer, it was implied that he kissed a guy or something. And then Sherry was, like, so upset about it. And <laughs> they cut to her face when that happened. And she was, like, so disgusted. Meanwhile, Brittany's, like, I love meeting you at Hooters, or I love Hooters, and you love Hooters. And no one was even looking twice. It was like, oh, that's romantic. So, But I thought that was the end of the Hooters references. But then we had Jax's vows, which I wrote down part of. He says, you've made me so happy, and it's not because you like friends as much as I do. You told me you worked at Hooters, and I said, I had to marry this girl. I love you so much. I thought another Hooters references and another Hooters reference. And I thought we were done at this point, but no, we, we weren't. We'll get to it, but there was more Hooters. Then it, Schwartz has the rings. Schwartz almost lost them. Like he lost that wedding thing. Like he wa- lost the wedding certificate. And look, let me tell you something. People often say that Katie's filled with rage on Vanderpump Rules, but I get it. I get it. Schwartz lost the wedding license. The one thing he had to do for his wedding to Katie Maloney was to sign the license and to submit it. That was all he had to do, and he couldn't do that. And so I get why Katie's pissed. I, I Justice for Katie Maloney, because she is pissed, she's filled with rage, and I get it because her husband keeps forgetting shit. Could you imagine if your significant other was always forgetting everything? I mean, what the fuck? He, he thought he, I mean, luckily he had the rings. Luckily he had the rings. 
did you guys see last week on the show? We didn't get to cover it. I did in the live shows, but last week in the show, it was revealed about this whole wedding license between Schwartz and Katie. And we got that wonderful shot of Katie, like in her uh, Kentucky room after she took a shit. Remember that shot from last week? Oh, it was a beautiful thing to see. Um, but Jax had like said something about uh, not having the wedding license. And he said, like, I think it was Jax or Stasi, somebody said, Well, how do you file your taxes? And Tom kind of said, like, Well, I don't know. And I thought, You guys, I'm worried they don't pay their taxes. Did anyone else worry about that? It was like a very brief moment last week where somebody said something about the wedding license and they asked Tom Schwartz, they said, well, wait, so do you file like as a, as a married or like, what, how do you do that? And he just kind of like, was like, I don't know. I was really worried. I was like, I hope they're paying their taxes because, you know, we've seen on reality TV a time or two where people aren't paying their taxes and the IRS will come right for you. So I, if they're listening, Tom and Katie, I hope you're filing this year for 2019. You, we got still got a month. Uh, while we're all cooped up inside, we can download TurboTax or call an accountant, whatever you got to do. Just make sure if you're listening to this, you do those taxes. It's an important thing to do. And particularly Tom and Katie, because I'm a little bit concerned about it. I'm a little bit concerned. Uh, anyway, then we cut to Max at TomTom with Velissa. I wrote down in my notes, who the fuck is Velissa? Who the fuck is Velissa? Have we seen Velissa before? Is this a brand new human being? Like, why every minute I turn around, there's a new person with a strange name. These names, Danica. Dana spelled differently than I'm used to seeing Dana spelled. Then we got Velissa. I mean, whatever happened to just Melissa? Whatever happened to that? I mean, I, I like a good, unique name, but some of these names were all the new people. I'm convinced that they're just naming them the way that Sean Cody's gay porn site just names their models. I don't know if anyone is familiar. The gay listeners out there know what I'm talking about. The gay listeners, you guys know what I'm talking about. When you log on to Sean Cody, which is a gay porn site, excuse me, ladies, let's just, this is for the boys right now. Um, but when you log on to that Sean Cody, sometimes you read those names and it's, they're it's spelled odd. They're spelled odd. There's always like a random Y, you know, like uh, you look at, there's just a random Y. And that's how I feel like these new kids on Vanderpump Rules are being named. Just a random Y in the middle of the name, as if they're gay porn stars on the Sean Cody site. That's Velissa. Velissa, I'm going to log on to Sean Cody as soon as I'm finished here, and I'm certain I'm going to see someone named Velissa, a guy named Velissa, because they're running out of names over there on that porn site, too, I'd just like to say. I know this is a little bit of an aside, it's neither here nor there, but they are running out of names, and they are just, it's like mate, (laughs) they're spelling match with a Y, it's just M-A-Y-T-T, like that's a name, they would spell, I don't know, Daniel would be like D-A-N-Y-E-L. You know, we're going to see that pretty soon. It's, it's shocking. And that's what's happening in the Vanderpump Rules. It's just, they're, they're replacing consonants and they're replacing the letters. Melissa was Melissa now. Anyway, I don't know who this Melissa is. Maybe we've seen her before. Maybe we haven't. But it's too many people I can't keep up. And I don't, I don't care about them. And maybe they're great people, but I just, I don't care. When we're in the midst of this wedding, I, the last thing I want to do is meet someone new named Melissa and see this Max. I don't like this Max. Anyway, then we cut to the reception. Uh, that's where LVP confronts Katie about her marriage certificate. So we know that's coming. We know that's coming in the later episodes. Uh, Lance does a little bit of stand-up. He does a little bit at the reception, which I enjoyed. I enjoyed it. Uh, then we cut to Dana, Raquel, and Danica, who are out to lunch or something. Raquel has a beautiful Minnie Mouse bow on. I love Raquel knows how to dress. 
She knows how to dress for TV, for reality TV, to give us something to look at. Because even when nothing's going on with Raquel, I'm interested in what she's wearing. And that's a good reality star. That's good. Um, but Danica reveals that she got a DUI, and she really was bragging about it. She was really bragging about that DUI and how she has to breathe into a breathalyzer before she could start her car. And I'm not sure that that was the thing that we should all be laughing at. I know we're in a time of crisis, but maybe there's other things that we could find to laugh at. Because she thought it was real funny that she had to blow into a breathalyzer after driving drunk. And I didn't find it that funny. I didn't. I didn't. Um, But uh, Raquel said, she addresses the other gals. She says, obviously, you know, my relationship with James isn't perfect. And... We're far from perfect with Raquel and James, but I'm hoping that Raquel makes the right decisions for her. And I just want her to know that I'm rooting for her. I'm rooting for whatever happens. I want Raquel happy, healthy. And I want some a man that's going to respect her and treat her well because I love her. I love her. Uh, then, uh, let's see, Dana talks about how she's back with Max, which made me say, ugh, Dana, Dana with a Y. What are we doing, Dana? I want you to be with someone, a better man. And maybe she is in real time. But as of the show, I just, I want the best for Dana too. And I, I don't want these shitty men. I don't want this Max with her. I want her with a man that's going to be treating her right. You know, that's the problem in West Hollywood here is that slim pickings for straight guys. And so I see it all the time with my straight girlfriends. It's like they meet these horrible guys and they try to make it work with them because there's just slim pickings here. And this Max, from everything we've seen of him, he's a horrible person and not fun to watch on TV. And so Dana seems like great. And I was so excited for her last week. She had that moment with the kitty litter and the toilet and the necklace. And here she is back with Max. And so that made me upset. And Dana's really funny, too. She was like throwing shade at Danica. And she said, she said, uh, Danica was a little judgy for someone who has to blow into a breathalyzer to start her car. <laughs> so funny. Danica, or Dana's funny. Dana's really funny. She has a sense of humor that I think the other girls don't, and I want to see her thrive on this show. It's just what they're giving us with her is not working for me. And also, it feels like Dana, she's, I don't, I almost feel like she's being forced into these storylines that aren't happening or real. I know, I can't figure out the Max thing, if it's real or not. And she's playing ball, she's playing game, and she's doing it, but I, I don't, I want Dana to just integrate into the main group, because I feel like I'd love her if they let her just integrate nat- uh, naturally. Anyway, then we cut to the reception. Jax and Shep have that moment. Jax says that Shep is like a womanizer like him, he likes to be the center of attention, he's like the southern version of Jax. Um, Bo and Stasi have a really cute moment. Bo, again, won me over. When I saw him doing that flash mob scene in last week's episode, I thought, I love this man. And he didn't have a camera. He didn't know a camera was on him when he was doing that flash mob or whatever the fuck that was last week. Uh, and this week, seeing him talk to Stasi, they were just, they're really cute together. I, I'm not always a fan of them, but lately, the past couple episodes, I'm loving them. I'm loving them. And it was just really cute. And I know we're all nervous about seeing another wedding next season, and I don't want to. But I do think like if we have to see a wedding, I think Bo and Stasi's wedding will be much more fun to watch. You know? Bo has been treating Stasi right from the beginning. And that we we didn't see that with Jackson Brittany. So I think Bo and Stasi's uh, I'm not saying I need to see another wedding, but if I have to, at least it's gonna be Bo and Stasi's because I think their wedding will actually be much nicer. I don't know if it's still gonna be overseas with everything that's going on, but 
I'm excited about it. I thought that scene at the wedding where Stasi was like, I want to get married. Normally that would gross me up, but I, I love that scene. That was beautiful. They're so cute. And they were also have never looked better. Stasi and Bo in that scene have never looked better. Never looked better. Anyway, then we see Schwartz giving the best man speech and Don and Sherry, Brittany's parents are not liking it. They are not enjoying Schwartz's speech, which seemed to be a hundred hours long. It was so long. <laughs> Schwartz was making me laugh at that long speech. And also he was like, a, a best man and maid of honor and all that. Those kind of speeches can always get so cringy because I think people's impetus is to like say nasty things about the bride or the groom. It's like you want to razz them. And it's like, it's not a roast. It's just not supposed to be a roast, but that's what everyone does. They end up like roasting the person. And I don't want, I don't even think I want anyone to give a speech at my wedding because I don't want to be roasted. I'm not interested in being roasted. So if you're going to be giving a speech at my wedding, it better just be so fucking nice. And it better talk about how great I am or handsome or whatever. Like, I don't want to hear a bad word in my best man or maid of honor speech because that's not what it's about. I want to feel good. I don't want to feel like an asshole. And meanwhile, Schwartz was like, Jax shits with the door open. He comes home 4 a.m. wasted. <laughs> Something about weed. He's like, he smokes weed and watches Friends. If I had a nickel for every fucking Friends reference that happened in this episode. Again, I like Friends, but every uh, reference. I'd be a millionaire. Um, and Sandoval just stood there. I, did Sandoval not get to talk? Schwartz just took over the whole thing. All right, I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like, I love checking out real estate listings, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was a pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. Uh, then there was a moment, it was like a quick cutaway moment where for a brief second, I thought Peter and Sheena were going to fuck after this wedding because they were like dancing or something. Um, but it turns out that Sheena ended up with one of the other groomsmen and he was the tall one. And I was so proud of her. I thought, good for you, girl. Good for you. She said, she said, that's what Kristen should be doing. Instead, she's chasing Carter around. And Sheena's acting how you're supposed to at a wedding. When you're a single bridesmaid or groomsman, you're supposed to hook up with one of the other singles. That's what you're supposed to do. Whether they're cute or not, you just do it. It's part of the tradition. You just have too much to drink and you hook up with whoever's around you. You know, consensually, of course, but you, you just find someone who's willing and, and able and you just hook up. It's part of a tradition of a wedding. And, I was upset that Kristen wasn't doing it because I'm sure there were other single groomsmen. She's even slept with the groom and that hasn't stopped her before. So I would have liked if she, uh, Kristen got laid at this wedding, like you're supposed to, like you're supposed to. Um, anyway, when Brittany dances with the dad, uh, Lala cries about, it. I felt bad for Lala. You know, she was thinking about her dad, which was sad. 
I think you guys, Randall might be good with Lala. I kind of think they're a good match. A little bit. When <laughs> when I don't hear Lala talk, I really like them together. But uh, sometimes, most times, when Lala says something about the relationship, I don't like it. But I, I'm liking Randall. That's what I really should say. Uh, so then we see Kristen and Carter talking. Carter is such a fucking asshole. He lectured Kristen about Flonase. This is a wedding, Carter. Like, do not lecture her about Flonase. He said, why aren't you taking Flonase? And do I agree that you should take Flonase? Yes, it helps with your nasal cavities all the time. I sound like I'm nasal all the time. People tell me all the time that I sound nasal, and I take Flonase once a day. I do it. My doctor told me to take it. It helps my sinuses. Ever since I started doing Flonase once a day, I haven't had a sinus infection. Not in years. So was Carter right about the Flonase? Of course. But now is not the time to lecture about Flonase. Maybe send her an email. Maybe shoot her an email or a text at another time when things have settled down and say, hey, did you buy the Flonase? Maybe a quick text or a quick, when you're on the phone call, maybe you call her, you guys are chatting and, and the conversation has a lull. Then you say, hey, so are you taking Flonase like I told you? Instead, Carter just lectures about the Flonase. When Kristen's at her most vulnerable, it's after a wedding. She's seeing all these romantic couples coupled up, and she's drunk, she's been drinking, and Carter comes in and says, why aren't you using the Flonase? Fuck you. Fuck you, Carter, for bringing up the Flonase at this time. Not now. Not now, Carter. She's drunk. She's a mess. She's a mess. She says, she says, everyone's in love except for me. She's right. And here you are, the love of her life, what she thought was the love of her life, is telling her to get some fucking Flonase. Fuck you. Then we cut to the throwing of the bouquet. Uh, Brittany says, I'm trying to aim for Stassi, but, and I'm trying to avoid Kristen. It turns out an 18-year-old cousin named Amanda caught it. And Brittany was right. She says, Amanda does not need to get married now. And Amanda, if you're listening to this podcast, you are too young to get married. I'm sorry. I don't think anyone should be married at 18. Uh, we are all going to be living much longer lives than our parents, than our grandparents. I encourage you to get married later in life. You do not want to make a bad mistake. Maybe some people get married at 18 and they last a lifetime, but it's very rare. Just be very careful, Amanda, if you are with a man or if something's happening. You you are too young, Amanda. You are too young. Wait a few years. Wait, wait, wait. 18 is too young. Get yourself settled. You change throughout your 20s. You are not the person you are going to grow into at 18. So please, Amanda, please. So then the reception moves to like another part of the castle, and that's when we see a bunch of Hooters girls. Just Hooter, there was like a Hooters girl, I don't know, bridge or something that everyone had to run through. I couldn't believe it. They all had chicken wings, which I love a Hooters chicken wing. I do. Matt and I go to Hooters a lot, honestly, for a, a group of gay men, for a couple of gay men. We love our Hooters wings. There's one on Hollywood Boulevard that we go to quite a bit, and I love their wings. I'm not interested in seeing the, the boobs out. I don't need to see the tits out for the boys, but I do love going to Hooters and having the chicken wings. But I don't know if it has a place at a wedding. At a wedding. And it's so weird to me that, like, these people seem to have no trouble with, like, some of the other things that these uh, Vanderpump Rules cast members say and do, but it's like they're the Hooters girls. Everyone's uh, not blinking an eye. Not blinking an eye. Uh, so then. Also, we see Tom Sandoval in this area dancing with Lance Bass, and I was dying. I would love Tom Sandoval, as Ariana said on the show, to tour with NSYNC, take Justin Timberwolf's spot. You know I'm not a very much a Justin Timberwolf fan, and I would like to see Tom Sandoval replace him. I've been saying for years that NSYNC needs to regroup. I think they need to go back on the road 
And I would love it if they either replaced Justin Timberlake because Justin doesn't want to do it, or if they uh, just went on the road with the four of them. I would love to see it. We, JC was the lead singer. He was one of the leads. JC was the co-lead. And he was the real star in my eyes. He was the one whose poster I had on my wall. I love JC. I thought he was, I was team JC. He's so handsome. To me, he was the most handsome boy bander. That face, that face. He had some missteps when he came out with that song about kissing other girls or whatever, or girls kissing girls. You know, it was a misstep. But I do love JC. And I think he could lead that group. And he was singing lead anyway, so I would like them to regroup that way. If not, I think Tom Sandoval could fit in nicely. He's around the same age. He's got the moves. I would like to see Tom Sandoval tour with the group. Or, this is something I've said on the show before again, I would like to see Gloria Estefan replace Justin Timberlake. Remember they did that song, Music of the Heart, together? Uh, from the Music of the Heart soundtrack, I would like to see Gloria Estefan just tour with the members of NSYNC. And she could sing Justin's vocals. Queen Icon Legend, she has the the chords for it. She has the vocal prowess for it. So let's see her take the, take the lead. And then they could do Music of the Heart while they're on the road. So uh, that's what I would like to see. Then we have another scene with Dana and Max, uh, or, or Dana and Charlie at Sir. Dana says Max has a big dick. And then Charlie says, uh, shading Dana, she says, I think it's awesome. I'm the youngest one here and I'm not the dumbest in regards to Dana getting back with Max. I know, Charlie could be good. I can't decide on Charlie. I go back and forth. She could be good. Then we cut to the wedding. This is where we see Mama not wearing the shoes or socks. Uh, Sheena's making out with that grand random groomsman, which good for her. She didn't even care. Sheena's leaning in and not giving a fuck this season. I'm into it. Um, that's when uh, Kristen's chasing Carter. Then Jax freaks out about the cash bar. He loses it. And Tom has to go get the vodka Tom is being the best man. And then Jax can't even give him credit for it. In the confessional, Jax says, Tom Sandoval's maybe would get a B minus or a C letter grade. I'm like, fuck that. Like, Tom Sandoval's literally doing it all. He got the vodka back. <sighs> At this point in the show, I wrote in my notes, are we almost done? Are we almost done? I'm ready to get out of here. I think when I realized that Mama wasn't getting much screen time, that was when I was checking out. Luckily, we finished. We cut to the next day. It's revealed that they all have to be out of the Kentucky Castle by 11. Jax freaks out. He's like, I'm not paying for everyone. So they all better get their ass into gear and get out of here by 11. TBD if they do. TBD if they do. Uh, We do see another uh, scene with Dana and Max at TomTom. I was uh, reading about the—I was reading the news during this scene. I just wasn't interested. Um— Oh, we see Kristen then waking up with Carter and Sheena in the bed. And I thought, did they have a three-way? I'm not, I'm not certain that they didn't. I know Sheena said, my clothes are all still on, but I'm not certain that they didn't. I'm just not. Uh, and then the episode ends. I'm a, l- a little worried that we're still going to be in Kentucky next week. I want to get these kids back to West Hollywood, where I feel most comfortable with them all. Uh, but it seems like we might still be in Kentucky next week. And I'm very worried about it, because it's been what seems like a lifetime. And I would like them to just cut back to West Hollywood. We do get the mid-season trailer, which I think looks fantastic, you guys. I'm excited. I'm in it. I don't know if you guys caught this, but I'm wearing my ladies' faux fur Pottery Barn robe in the background of a couple of the scenes in the mid-season trailer. <laughs> I think I mentioned this on the show. I went to Tom's birthday party. And I really didn't think you would see me. I thought I would just kind of like hide in the background. But I, I, I can see myself in the mid-season trailer because I'm tall and I'm wearing a ladies' fur, faux fur robe. 
Um, so I'm very excited to see that play out. I, I don't know if you'll see me on the screen, but the party was interesting. And while I was there, I actually had like gone up to Katie and I was, I hadn't met Kristen Doty before. And I go up to Katie at the party and I said, Katie, like, can you introduce me to Kristen? I'm not, I want to, you know, guys know how I feel about my our Kristen. I said, can you introduce me? And Katie just kind of like rolled her eyes. She's like, I'm not getting along with her. And I didn't realize like now after watching the season, I'm like, oh, they hated each other then. So I'm excited to watch it all play out on the episode and see uh, how my lady's robe looks on camera. Um, it's also revealed that uh, Jax is back and Jason's gone. And it seems like Brittany and Jax are already having trouble in the marriage, which is troubling because they just got married this week. So I'm excited to see that. I hope it's, it's good. I hope the rest of the season's good. Right now, I'm not loving the season at all. At all. I think it's a big hot mess. But uh, it looks good. The mid-season trailer looks good. And to be honest, I'm happy to get any new content. I'm so grateful to Bravo during these trying times for giving us content to watch, things to look at. I'm so thankful to our Bravo liberties. And there is some good stuff. I know I'm saying some uh, it's a shitty season, but there has been some good stuff, and there's been some good moments. And even a shitty season is still better than, I'd say, about 80% of what's on television. So thank you to Bravo. Thank you to the Vanderpump Rules kids for, for giving us this entertainment when we need it the most. Did they film? I don't think they filmed the reunion yet. Uh-oh. Now I'm getting worried. Uh-oh. They didn't film the reunion, did they? I hope we get a reunion, you guys. I'm worried about all of this. This coronavirus is screwing up our Bravo. Now I'm worried. Are we not going to get a reunion? Oh, my God. SOS. Matt, alert the authorities. Let me call Matt. Matt, alert the authorities. We need SOS. Are we not going to get a Vanderpump Rules reunion? Oh, my God. This is terrifying. What do we got to do? Maybe we could video conference them. What am I going to do? Somebody call the police. I know the authorities are busy right now with other issues, but I need to call my reps. <laughs> I need to get my reps on the phone and tell them, SOS, we need to get this coronavirus under control for a reunion. Because now that I'm thinking about it, we are fucked. And I can't, I can't be in quarantine and also not have a Vanderpump Rules reunion. I just can't do it. We've been through enough. Haven't we suffered enough? Uh, you guys, speaking of Bravo, I have to mention Family Karma. If you haven't watched it, now's a great time to binge it. There's been two episodes, and I think it's fantastic. Family Karma, there's like a million fucking cast members on it, but in, it works somehow. And they break the fourth wall. There's a lot of really bizarre characters. Bri- this guy, Brian, is super hot. Like, there's everything we want from a Bravo show. I'm loving it. I'm not going to recap it because I'm maxed out on my recaps, but... I do love it, and I will be watching it. I'm very excited to have this during these times. Uh, So watch it. Family Karma. I think it's on Sunday nights. Yeah, Sunday nights. Um, We also have Shaz going on right now, which Shaz is getting a little too dark for me. Like, I think the fight between Reza and MJ was just too much. Uh, That's a tale for another time. But I don't like what Reza said to MJ. It was too far. But also, like they're, they're all so mean to each other. It's like they tell us that they've known each other and been best friends forever, but then they say and do the meanest things. Um, but at least we got new stuff to watch. Uh, and I will try to come out with a new episode of the podcast when it's ready with all of my interviews with the Bravo Lebs. Very excited for you guys to hear it. And what else? Thank you all so much for listening. I want to say that uh, the live shows, as soon as I have the new dates for the live shows, I'll let you guys know. Unfortunately, everything's in flux. Things are uncertain right now. I know that I'll be rescheduling all those dates. I just don't have the dates yet because uh, these venues, a lot of them are closed or uh, they're all dealing with so many rescheduling dates. So 
I'll let you know as soon as I do. Also, we had tour merch that we bought to uh, sell at the live shows. Unfortunately, because the live shows aren't happening, we can't do that. But we do have a bunch of tour t-shirts and we have uh you can get signed copies of fancy af cocktails all sorts of stuff if you go to everythingiconic.store everythingiconic.store uh if you want to buy any of that stuff we have great queen icon legend uh wine glasses and pop sockets and all sorts of iconic t-shirts all sorts of stuff um also i want to say if you want to support this podcast head on over to patreon.com slash everything iconic Click become a patron. If you donate $4 more per month, you get the bonus episodes. I just did a bonus Q&A for the month of March uh, where people wrote in questions and I talk about all sorts of stuff, Shaz of Sunset more and uh, all sorts of stuff. So that's on Patreon. Thank you all that are over there. Uh, I want to say if you can support anyone during these times, not me, I, I have money saved. Thank you, thankfully. But I know there are a lot of artists and people who are out of work uh, people who work in the service industry, if you can find a way to support them and you have the money to do so, please do, because there's a lot of people that are out of work because of what's going on. Uh, also, I want to thank all the nurses, all the healthcare workers, everyone that's working during this time. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I mean, I always am so endlessly impressed by nurses and our healthcare workers. And so I'm just so incredibly grateful to you guys. I We all are. You're doing the Lord's work, and we can't thank you enough. So thank you. And everyone who's working right now, the people in the service industry or the grocery store cashiers, I it warms my heart to know that we have people like you guys who are working right now. So thank you. I From the bottom of my heart, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And let's all try to be nice to one another and uh, find some ways to uh, take care of your mental health right now because we need it. So uh, don't just worry about your physical health. I know we're all scared about washing our hands and catching this virus and everything, but please take care of your mental health too. Find some time to smile and laugh and do something that takes your mind off of everything. Call your old friends, call your family, FaceTime with them, do whatever you got to do. And so with that said, I want to do a little cool down. Let's relax ourselves. Let's just all take a deep breath in, hold it, breathe out. Take another deep breath in, hold it, breathe out. Take another deep breath in, hold it, breathe out. Let's take one more deep breath in and just think of one thing that you're grateful for. It could be something big or small. Breathe out. Try to hold on to that thing you're grateful for. Maybe it's a significant other. Maybe it's uh, that you're grateful you have food to eat. Whatever it is, uh, remind yourself of it. Remind yourself of it. Uh, I love you all so much for listening. Subscribe to the podcast and you'll get updates as soon as I have those new episodes out. And stay safe, stay healthy, and stay happy. Love you all. Bye-bye. love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that 
thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y, dot com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm-hmm. 